from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Back to finish up the authorized access points for works and expressions. Now we've already covered the formulation of that authorized access point itself, so what we're now looking at is the variant access point. Now once again, I'm sure this is no surprise to you at this point, RDA says any variant access point is completely optional. However, you know, at this point you're going to have to start saying, well, what's the whole point of an authority record if we don't have the variant access point? Because when you come right down to it, a cross-reference is usually the reason for the authorized access point of a work or expression. So, does PC really have a policy yet here? No, we, um, this is this policy is being worked on right now. So. Okay, so hopefully they'll recommend that we do create these and have these variant access points. Now, what variant access points do you offer? Well, some of them I hope would be uh, obvious. You're going to have a variant access point if you've got a variant title to record and you will create it in the same way that you did the 1XX. So a name title will probably get a name title uh, 4XX uh, most of the time. You will use the same qualifiers as needed. However, there are other kinds of variant access points that works and expressions have that you know are a little bit different. For example, other than variant title, sometimes you're going to have a one XX that's a name title structure well then you might need a variant access point that is just giving access to point to the title through a 430. If your one XX is for that name part title situation you might want to be able to establish the relationship to the greater work so you were going to end up with a 4XX for name whole title you know title of the entire work part title. The classic example for that one is the two towers of J.R.R. Tolkien. Well, that's also a part of Lord of the Rings. So the cross-reference for that one is Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, the two towers. You can also have a vice versa situation where if the authorized access point is through the title of the work with the part title, you might need a 4XX that's just giving access to the name part title. Then, of course, for conventional collective titles and for translated titles, you're probably going to need a 4XX that's leading to the manifestation title, which is, you know, the translated title, the 245 that you found where you applied a conventional collective title, and so on. So these are the access points that RDA mentions and, and recommends. Um, PCC, like I said, doesn't have a policy yet. LC is saying, yeah, go ahead and make them based on catalogers' judgment. Uh, not really a clear statement that you have to make them. It's catalogers judgment and I hope you are developing good judgment. <laughs> so what are the differences between RDA and AACR2? Well, the differences aren't necessarily as big when it comes to why do you create the authority record. The DCMZ1 still gives us the same four reasons for creating an authority record in the first place for these types of works and expressions. And of course creating that cross-reference is the biggest primary one. I'd say that 95% of the time that's why you're creating the authority record in the first place. The other three reasons still exist. You may be recording research, especially for older works. Um, you're going to need to sometimes create a related work added entry that is not in the LC bibliographic database or if you're dealing with a serials 
bib record with, in the CONSER database, and sometimes just to record special information of some kind about that work or expression. Now, there are some situations, however, that are going to end up with differences because of a bibliographic treatment. Now, the first one is the same, unrevised editions with change in title. With AACR2, we had a 240, which triggered the need for an NAR, and you're going to continue that policy under RDA. However, revised editions with a change in title, this is a big one. You are going to be using a 240 and having an NAR, and this is a change. It used to be that we handled this via a note telling us revised edition, this was the old title, and then we did a related work 7XX to connect us up with that old one. Now we are going to be treating that as a new expression of the same work, and as a result, we're going to get access via the 240. So as a result, that means you are going to be needing an authority work record because you need to give that variant access point. And you may or may not need a note to really justify that. So that's an optional part based on catalogers' judgment. Now, there is also that situation we used to have of simultaneous editions with different title, and we did have a yes and NAR for that situation. And really, the biggest difference here is the fact that RDA kind of went ahead and got rid of that home cataloging agency rule that AACR2 had and really kind of caused us just annoyance because we mostly ignored it. <laughs> So now you get to go ahead and ignore it, and that's in line with the instruction. So one other change that is there, and it's not necessarily affecting authority records, it's more a matter of this is happening in the bib record, and you really don't need to necessarily worry about it in the authority record. We now have more situations where we're going to be bre breaking title conflict in the bib record. More, if you've got title main entry, and you've got the exact same title between two different records, but they are actually different works. Used to be we didn't bother to make them separate. We just go ahead and stuck them, stuck with them and let them conflict in the, in the database. It wasn't a big thing. Well, RDA is now instructing us to break that conflict and recognize them as two separate works. And as a result, we're now going to be adding qualifiers to whichever one of those two is the newest. How are we going to be doing that? We're going to be doing it in the 130 in the bib record. Well, if you're doing it in the 130 of the bib record, then you come up with the question, do you need an authority record? The answer is, just in case you're wondering, is no. The conflict has been broken by adding that qualifier in the bib record 130 field. As a result, you really don't need an authority record because why? There's no variant access point to concern yourself with. The, the cross-reference doesn't, doesn't need to exist. It's a difference between that 245 and the 130. So as a result, this situation is going to come up more often in RDA, and I've noticed in you know, training people that sometimes people think with those situations, oh, I need an authority record. Well, the answer is no, you don't. So understand that you are breaking title conflict, but you're doing it all in the BIP record. There is no need to, to create an authority record just to take care of that situation. So that brings us to the end of this uh, uh, video on works and expression authority records and how RDA has impacted our work. I hope you'll be uh, able to happily create these things and remember, 
to not call them uniform titles. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.